Welcome to Across the Line. On this episode, we talk about the subject of naturalization. There has been a petition filed to try to get Bienvenido Marañon and Robert Lopez Mendy naturalized. And we talk about all of the factors involved in that and what effects that might have on the game here in the Philippines. If you like this episode and the football content that we provide here on Across the Line, please do subscribe to the show on YouTube. Apple Podcasts, and on Spotify. Don't forget to rate and review, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Across the Line. One of the biggest pieces of news that has come out during community quarantine has been the topic of naturalization. Two big players from Ceres Negras are being considered for naturalization in the Philippines. Bienvenido Marañon, who is the top scorer, all-time top scorer of the AFC Cup now, and a man named Robert Lopez Mendy, uh, who has been in the country for quite some time. Uh, Chris Greatwich, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, sir. How are you? Doing all right. Uh, still here during our community quarantine, but big news come out, arising actually, that uh, um, this process has been ongoing and is actually in, a, in an advanced state already. Um, Senator Nick Zubiri, um, has uh, pushed forth this um, this uh, uh, motion to try to get Bienvenido Marañon and Robert Lopez Mendy naturalized, which would make them eligible to play not only for the national team, but would make them Filipinos for Ceres Negros, which would allow them to get two more foreigners in their roster. Big, big news. What are your thoughts, Chris? Well, first of all, how... Uh... Uh, far down the line are they? What's the sort of the protocol um, from here on in with regards to the naturalization process for these two players? Are you aware of, of, of those protocols or not? I wish I knew the specifics of it, but I understand that you need to be endorsed by a senator. Uh, be obviously, uh, a lot of clout and, uh, and, uh, in, in the Senate. And I don't see how... Um, they, they could run into any walls. You know, I, I recall Hans Smith, who had a naturalization process that he had to undergo. It was Pia Cayetano who endorsed him. And shortly after, he was then pronounced Filipino. So, um, okay. so it can be quite a quick process then. Is that yeah. what you're saying? Yeah. So that, there it is. A Spanish, uh, Spanish national, Benvenido de Marañon, has been in the country for at least five years. I believe that's one of the things that uh, you have to fulfill. Obviously, Robert Lopez Mendy is married to a, a Filipina, uh, has a kid who is half Senegalese and Filipino. And um, I think um, those are some, they hit sort of the requirements um, that allow you to file for a petition of naturalization. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, I, I am, I'm conflicted with my feelings towards this um this particular subject obviously when i read it at, at first um it made a lot of sense because i know that for example in basketball it, it's happened right uh, individuals have, have, have found a way to get naturalized and and play for uh for gilas uh mendy's been in the country like you said for almost as long as i've been here so probably 2013 2014 14 it was when he first came so he's been here for for a number of years um yeah Bienve came shortly afterwards so i assume he's 
in maybe he, this might be his fifth year this year, um, mm. potentially. Um, so, yeah, in terms of eligibility to qualify for naturalization, okay. If, and if that's the case, then they're, it's, they're well within their rights to assume that, um, that, 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 that naturalization document and potentially suit up for the Asgars. I've got no, I've got no qualms with them doing that. When, where I think it runs into some, some issues for me from a sort of ethical standpoint is we already have this moniker of being a country that plays foreigners, right? That is, that is already a contentious issue um, and, and not just with other countries in our region. It, it's a contentious issue actually, uh, it's a contentious issue actually within the footballing community and the Philippine community as a whole. Right. So um, there has been some animosity between um, the field foreigners, which is a phrase that I, I discuss, um, and um, homegrown Filipinos. There, 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 there already has been a lot of chatter on social media, on various forums about the, the discontent and the treatment or play um, being said i think there is a disparity between um the overall level of um, the local players versus some of the players who were born and raised abroad um some of those issues we've touched upon in in, in other episodes um, and is that the fault of players who are brought up here it absolutely is not they are um at the mercy of the grant has been given to them by the federation by their local um, football associations and you know, there are some exceptions which we mentioned before like your Joven Bedics for example your Chiefy Kelly Dongs but by and large it's been very very difficult for them to compete on a level playing field with people who have grown up in England or Germany or Spain or Italy for example because they just have had the exposure to much higher level um, coaching much better facilities uh, and, and ultimately a much better level of, of training and, and, and play so um where I think that, that that problem then becomes exacerbated or escalates is it, it, we're sort of opening ourselves up now to other players naturalizing themselves, right? So, again, why would we invest money in a grassroots initiative when we can go and cherry-pick players who've been in the Philippine Football League, who've been here for a period of time, and we can just naturalize them? Right, which is a far more cost-effective way of producing players to play for the national team than it is to actually go out there and invest in coach education, developing football fields, um, grassroots initiatives, which is going to take 5, 10, 20, 40, 50 years to, to implement and, and to see the fruits of the labour. Um, so why not do it? Well, this is not the right thing. <laughs> you know, uh, th th there should be an onus on spending and allocating resources to developing local footballers and you know if i was a young up-and-coming filipino player i would be a little bit disappointed that you know they're going after guys in their 30s i think they're both in their 30s correct me if i'm wrong with that um yep, they are. uh you know guy, guys in their 30s to 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 participate in in national team competition i don't know that that's the sort of the the opposite side of how I'm feeling because, you know, on, on the surface, it's a great idea, you know, yeah. and, 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 and because they're, they're eligible 
to, 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 to qualify for naturalization. So why not utilize them? I totally get that. And, and they're both great players, both great players. And they would absolutely uh, enrich and enhance the, the national team, 100%. But from a moral and ethical standpoint, yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure where, um, where that sits with me. Uh, I, I, I'm very conflicted, as I, as I said, at the, when, you, when you posed the question to me. Very conflicted indeed. When the news initially came out, um, it was posted on uh, social media forums. Um, the general feel that I, I have garnered is that people are excited. People are excited to see um, what kind of firepower the Azkals will be able to put together with you know, Mendy and Bienve there. And um, rightly so. I mean, there's some big tournaments coming up, you know, with the uh, Suzuki Cup and World Cup qualifiers around the corner and people are starting to dream like what could be if these two are there. And um, the question is though, what if we do succeed? What if we, we do win the Suzuki cup this time around for the first time? And uh, what if we make it far into our world cup qualifiers, but we do have these two individuals who are technically not Filipino. Right. I mean, you did mention that there has already been sort of this this cloud hanging over the Philippines because of the utilization of I, I hate to use the term and I apologize for of Phil foreigners. But now we have individuals who are actually don't have any connection, don't have any blood whatsoever to the Philippines. And uh, to succeed then, what would that mean uh, to the success that we garner down the road, um, how would people view that success? Jing, hold on, mate. I've got low power mode on my on my battery here. Uh oh. Right, guys. Obviously, this is uh, some of the things that we're going to run into. Um, Technical issues. <laughs> recordings that we do uh, far away from one another. We don't have the opportunity to uh, record in our usual habitat. Um, so we're doing the best that we can. Um, at the moment, um, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting little situation that we have because me personally, uh, watching Robert Lopez Mendy up close, he's a beautiful human being. He's a lovely guy, uh, and he's got some Filipino roots in him now that he spent so much time here. Uh, personally, I, I know him, and I'd love for him to be able to represent the country, um, but there is that strange little caveat that we have to think about, um, especially also because of the fact that he will be taking a spot that could be placed for uh, a homegrown player. As, as Chris mentioned, if you are an up-and-comer and you see somebody that the likes of Robert Lopez Mendy getting a spot that you could be honed for, it could cause a bit of friction and a bit of loss of appetite to continue to push yourself uh, to get into a spot in the Ascals, you know, um, Bienvenido Marañón. Um, it's difficult. There's really nothing you could say about his capabilities. You know, he is the top scorer of all time in the AFC Cup. I mean, you could, whichever way you look at that, it's spectacular, a record. And um, obviously, he's Spanish, not married to a Filipina, um, but based on the um, the the statement that was put out by Meg Zubiri, he has intentions of living here and creating a family 
here in the Philippines. And good for him, you know. I personally, I don't know him as a, a human being. I've not really gotten an opportunity to get to know him. I'm sure he's a lovely guy. Um, but then, yeah, it, it raises that, that question of whether or not um, people will really be on board with the Ascals now that we're welcoming in naturalized players. Although this is not something that is foreign. You know, Singapore has been doing it. China very recently has unveiled a few Brazilian um, nationals who are now Chinese. Um, so it's, 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 it's not something that is strange in football. It's actually quite common, an occurrence. Yeah, and I think one of the things that um, you know, we need to be clear about is almost all of our competitors at the Southeast Asian level have naturalized players on their rosters. Almost all of them. Really? Almost all of them. Um, I mean, I, I've seen, obviously, S Singapore have been doing it for, for years. I mean, the, yeah. the, the likes of Jurich, uh, Jurich Mustafik, um, Indonesia uh, with, with, with Christian Gonzalez, right? Yeah. Um, you know, so, so, so nations that we've participated against have done it for a number of years. East Timor with, with their connection with the Portuguese and Brazilian players. Right. I, we, we've seen it so many times with some of these other countries. I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of one with Thailand. Um, you know, that they've stayed similarly similar to us. They've, um, you know, they have players of uh, German origin, um, some some players of um, of British origin. Um, Vietnam had the um, uh, the goalkeeper who um, the, the, I forget I forget his um, his nationality. Uh, is, right. he, is he Russian? Is he, is he, I might have got that completely wrong, but I, I know he's currently um, the goalkeeper at Montong, isn't he? With, and he's at the, in the same team as um, Daisuke Sato. So, um, you know, our, our competitors have naturalised players um, or, 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 or players from uh, foreign-born who've come to, to play in their, for their national colours. But where, where I, I, I see there being some, some sort of issues is, is, is where does it all end? You know, if Super lives here for five years, is Super going to come in? Is he going to play as a centre-back? I'm sure you know? that's something that's already being considered. Right, you know what I mean? And then it's, it's all well and good us going, yeah, you know, but <laughs> until what point does this, does, it, does this become a situation whereby we end up not being the Azcals as we know it and it becomes just a foreign all-star 11 comprised of naturalized players who have played in the domestic league for an extended period of time have been given the paperwork and bang there we go you're eligible to play for the national team and that, look i'm going to be quite honest with you and, and and this is this this is where it doesn't i don't fully agree with that statement i just made because for sure people were saying the same about me for sure right. people were saying that with, with, with regards to me when I came here. Well, well, how many of these Phil Foreign players are we going to let play? You know, because you know, we need to allocate a certain number of squad, uh, players on the squad for, for guys you know, born and raised in, you know, in Davao or, or players who have come from Iloilo or, or who have been in the system in, in Manila. You know, we can't have a whole team full of Phil Foreigners. It just wouldn't be acceptable. But lo and behold, that is what we have now. You know, that yep. is, you know, barring Jovin, barring Amani, and Patrick Dato, pretty much it's been 
feel foreign players or foreign based uh, foreign born Filipinos exclusively right. in the national team lineup for the last I'm going to say ten years. So, in- go ahead. Yeah. So, so is this just a natural progression in the cycle, whereby we just naturalise players who've been in this in in, a, in the Philippines for an extended period of time? Is that part of the cycle? Because this is the nature of the beast, right? This is this is the the we've sort of gone down this route already with foreign-born Filipinos. The interesting but this is a argument- massive step. It's a massive step from 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 just okay. Full full Philippine full blooded Filipinos, um, Filipinos b- born in other countries to to where we're at now. That is a massive massive step, and um, you know for me it, it's you know you, you're starting to go down a path which could be quite a slippery slope um, for the domestic game as a whole. Right, I completely understand your point there. Interesting thing is some of these guys, for example. Robert, and um, he could argue that he's more Filipino than some of these Phil foreign guys who've not, not stepped foot here in the Philippines but are eligible to play. You know, um, a lot of these guys who are coming in from abroad have not spent a lot of time in the country, have not assimilated to the culture, have not taken the opportunity to, you know, find their roots here in the country, but because by blood they have that connection they are eligible to play for the game. So who is more Filipino there? I mean, that is know, a that's, great that's... argument. Great argument, Jing. Yeah, and, and, and that's, again, going back to my original point of, I, I'm not sure where I sit with this. I really, I really don't know because I, I totally agree with what you're saying there. And I think it's a great argument. You know, like, like you talk about a Singaporean national team. Um, you know, Mustafi still lives there. He's, he's national, you know, he's finished, but he still lives there. Coaches at Tampines Rovers. Jurić is super Singaporean, like he is Mister Singapore. You know, he absolutely loves the country. You know, he, he's Mendy's the same. You know, Mendy, right. Mendy has been here for an extended period of time. He's married to a Filipino. His, his kid is Filipino. He's got a Philippine passport. So, who is more Filipino? Very, 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 very good question. Very good question, and very an argument that's really tough to um, to argue against because I, I think you're spot on with that. Um, are you, is is Robert Lopez Mendy more Filipino than you know Patrick Strauss, for example? Right, right, right. I, I, a very, very interesting, interesting point that you make with that. And uh, again, it, it's where it, it where it brings it back to how. Um, diverse and uh, yeah, complicated uh, question this is because man, that's a really difficult thing to quite try to quantify. Who is more Filipino than than <laughs> someone who actually is Filipino? Really difficult, really difficult thing to try to dissect. Um, I think you make a great point, really, really good point with that, Jing. I, I think if. The main thing that you that 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 resonated with me though was, was your frustration with what about the homegrown guys? What about their spots? What about their opportunities to come in, come up and represent the national team? And I think, <coughs> excuse me, if we're capable 
of producing high quality players homegrown and you start seeing a lot more of them in the national team then perhaps the perception towards the team won't be affected as much if you have been there if you have robert there but you also have five six seven players who are homegrown or were developed within the country then perhaps the perception of the people won't be so much that oh yeah it's just a bunch of foreign guys putting on a philippine flag you know um that perhaps could be some sort of saving grace for um the country because at the end of the day you want your national team to sort of represent what your country has been capable of producing i think I th- that's yeah absolutely yeah, 100% spot on, mate. I, I couldn't agree more with that statement. I think one of the reasons why people are so disillusioned with the national team and disenfranchised from the national team is the fact that there is so little opportunity given to people across the board, across the board within the football world. You know, and I think if there were initiatives to really try to engage with the local local authorities, with the grassroots initiatives with um, building relationships with the fans to create this more inclusive culture, then being more inclusive with naturalizing players would not be, would not be an issue at all. Would not be an right. issue at all. I think you're, you're very astute in that assessment because I think that that is more of the underlying undercurrent with regards to issues pertaining to the national team. It's not about Phil Foreigners. It really isn't that. It's more about the fact that there is a distinct lack of opportunity for players who are from here. And although there is a disparity, what is being done to try to bridge that gap? And if we're going to go down the naturalization route, it's only going to get worse. Right. Right. Um, now I'm starting to miss your face here, Chris. Uh, not that I don't like your profile picture, but any chance you could turn back your, your camera on? Or uh, But then I'm going to lose my mic, Jing. So oh, yeah? That's, that's, that's the big <laughs> issue, yeah. <laughs> it's one or the other, huh? Yeah. Do you want to see my face? Or do you want to hear my voice? I'm not sure which one I prefer. <laughs> yeah, I think we'll stick with your with your voice at the moment. Then <laughs> they'll be stuck with my face, but that's fine. <laughs> Much better. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's it's an interesting conundrum that we find ourselves in. You know, obviously, if you're looking for just success and 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 uh, pushing as far above our weight as possible. And the inclusion of Robert Lopez Mendy and Benvenido Marañón is is a no brainer. Uh, they provide firepower in an area where we are lacking at the moment. You know, uh, Javier Patino is the only person that we rely on to sort of um, score the goals now that the young husband has retired. So um, they will provide that that the firepower, and in the immediate. Uh, sort of term, you know what I mean? Uh, they are 33, around that, 32, 33 years of age. They're made to perform right now at this particular moment. And they could be the tools required to get us back onto the Asian Cup stage. So in that regard, as a football fan, I want us to be on that stage, you know? But you make perfectly good points as well with regards to uh, the affinity that, that people will have um, not just us, but the, the casual folk, you know, how can we rally everybody around this football team with that kind of knowledge in mind that it's, you know, these two individuals from abroad who are going to push us onto those stages. So I think, you know, now more than ever is going to be the challenge 
for our organizing bodies, our, the PFFs and our local leagues, is to, to push the quality upwards um, of those homegrown players. And how many can we get involved in and around that area of quality that is required to be now a part of the Philippine national team? I think it's a huge challenge that has been laid down to all of these aspiring footballers that it's not just enough to be a standout in the UAP. It's not just enough to be a standout in your club. You got to be reaching these types of levels now. And um, that's quite a challenge given the, the, the structure that we have in place at the moment. I think the challenge will also be on a domestic front now because what, what we haven't really touched upon yet um, is if you're now going to allocate these two superstars of the domestic game, Filipino status, um, that will mean that they will be eligible to get two more foreign players oh. in their place, which will make <laughs> a, a super team already, <laughs> you know, I would say nailed on to win this league, you know, even more formidable. Um, so from a domestic, st- from a domestic standpoint, it's going to make things very, very difficult for any other competitors. However, that being said, it will enable them to be far more competitive should they qualify for uh, the AFC Champions League, which is the flip side to that. Because now, all of a sudden, you can add in an additional two foreigners. And now, you already seen that you can compete with the likes of the Thai Port. We're not a million miles away from some of these Chinese teams um, based upon our experiences with the national team and then obviously what we saw in the, in the third qualifying round um, this time around, you know, so from that perspective, again, night and, sh- uh, night and day between the positives and negatives of, right, well, that's going to make the already uh, heavy bias, heavy weighted PFL even more in the favor of sevens. Yeah. Negative. 100%. Hundred percent. However, I mean, it's going to make for a very, very entertaining AFC Champions League because I think with the addition of those two as Philippine players, supplement that with two really good foreigners to take their place, they could have a decent run. You know, I think they could be yeah. decent at the AFC Champions League level for sure. Yeah, I hundred percent agree with that. I mean, they, they, like you said, we're not too far away, and if you can add two really good foreigners. Stake will be up there and, and battling against some of the very best clubs um, in Asia, which would be, you know, as a fan, I would really want to see that. I really do want to see how they line up against these sides. And then to have the experience as football clubs here domestically to be able to go up against that on a regular basis would be, uh, first of all, a huge challenge for everybody here, but it would give you a taste of that quality that you need to reach in order to get to that level. Although it will come at a cost. It will come at a cost in that leagues will be a formality. Um, cups will be a formality. Um, how can we even compete against something like that? I mean, it's already so difficult as it is to even win one game against them, not the league against them. To just win one game against them is difficult as it is. And if you look at the points tally between Ceres and Kaya, it's quite a distance. But to look at Kaya and everybody else is also quite a bit of a gap. So Kaya is not a horrible team, but in comparison to, to Ceres, there is a, a gap that needs to be filled there. And if they 
even go up a, a few levels, a few notches, that gap is going to be so huge. And um, it's going to it's going to be interesting how that affects the game. You know, there's going to be a little bit of, obviously the drama of who's going to win the league is going to be different, but maybe perhaps there will be other reasons for people to watch um, the league and to, to get involved in those games. You know, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be uh, an end to, you know, wanting to watch the games. I don't think that's going to be um, uh, that kind of situation, but it's certainly going to take away a little bit of, you know, the anticipation and the drama of the league. But then again, if, if somebody causes an upset, then it makes it even bigger, uh, a bigger thing. So, yeah. Um, are, are we going to now see a bunch of other clubs trying to naturalize their players? Is Amasa Amura going to be naturalized now as somebody well, who's been oh. in the Philippines for a number of years? Like, is this, is this again, going back to what I said before, not just a precedent with the national team, but is this going to set a precedent with the clubs? Or is this, a, is this quite a difficult process do you need to have the connections in order to make that happen and do you see that as being more of an isolated example by trying to take two of the highest caliber players that we've currently got in the pfl and trying to naturalize them uh and and that's why perhaps on a government level we might be willing to make that happen or do you see that as being something that will end up being blanket across all clubs clambering to try and naturalize their players who've been here for a sustained period of time I think it's the five, six years that's going to be the, the issue. And it's not enough that you are, have been here for five to six years. You're going to have to need to be an exemplary player. You know what I mean? It's, it's going to be, you're going to have to be able to contribute to the national cause. So if you're a good enough player to be uh, a star player, for example, for uh, a lesser club, but not enough to really be a star at the ASCOs level, then the government is not going to be incentivized to want to naturalize you um, the, the same way that Robert would be or Bienve would be because their track records speak for themselves. Um, so, you know, is Masanario Mura going to be a type of player that is going to be a shoe-in into our national team? I don't think so. I think he's a great player. But also, you know, his age is going to become a factor, obviously. But he's not the type of player that's going to uh, barge into the national team and take Manny Ott's spot. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think it has to be an exemplary, uh, a special type of player. Okay. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. I, I think, just, just to summarize again, um, my, my real take on it is, you know, you, you can take the naturalization thing and you can make of it what you want. But ultimately I think in order, and I'll make this point for a number of different things, but in, in order for them, for that process to be acknowledged, um, supported and embraced by the footballing public, you've got to temper that with initiatives that you're doing to satisfy the local community, you know, and, and that, that needs, that needs to be done now. It needs yeah. to be done now. You know, people will be far more forgiving of these types of scenarios if if they're if they're putting on a program on their doorstep to try to in, engage with five, six, seven year old kids. You know, if they're trying to yeah. do pilot programs to develop the best U fourteen, U sixteen, U eighteen national team players. You know, people will be more forgiving if they're really trying to engage the fans of the national team when they come to Rizal and give them a really good fan experience. All of these things would 
filter into supporting whatever decision um, the federation or the government decide in order to maximise the potential of the team. If you're not doing those things, fans are naturally going to be disenfranchised, um, disillusioned, and they're going to pick on the finer, finer points, no matter what your motives are. Even if your motivation is, I want to try to build the best team possible. People are going to be like, yeah, well, just, yeah, just getting in regular foreigners now just to try and take take us to the next level. You know, it's, it's not good enough. You know, why are you not engaging with me as a fan? Why are you not engaging with me as a parent? Why are you not engaging my kid who wants to become the next Philippine footballer? Um, so I think a lot of those things can be smoothed over. I think you made a great point with, the with you know, Mendy being more Filipino than perhaps some of the Filipino players. He's probably more Filipino than me, to be honest with you, in many respects. <laughs> You know, and I, and I played fifty-one times. So who am I? To, who am I to judge? And I'm not. I'm not going to be the one to make that call. And they're well within their rights to assume that that naturalisation um, certification. So if that's the case, I've got no qualms about them going ahead and pursuing that. I just think that there needs to be that caveat of okay, if we're going to go ahead and do this, we have to anticipate there's going to be a backlash, and we need to be on the front foot with whatever PR initiative we need to to go to in order to make sure that people think that, that, that there still is an even footing, irrespective of whether you're a young Filipino coming through the system or whether you're a naturalised player who's been there for five years. That, for me, is the overarching thing with that. It's going to be very interesting to see how things unfold over the next few weeks. As always, fun chat, Chris. Hope you're doing I've been, well I've over there. It. Yeah, I've enjoyed it, mate. Yep. Sorry about the um, technical issues. Um, unfortunately didn't get to see my ugly mug as much as perhaps you would have uh, wanted but hopefully the dulcet tones made up for it and um, yeah we'll endeavour to try and uh, get it right for the next time um, I mean, we're going to do a few more of these in the upcoming weeks while we're on quarantine so uh, fingers crossed the next one will be a little more slick Thanks to everybody who tuned in. Uh, we hope you guys garnered something from that uh, conversation. If you like the content that we provide here on Across the Line, please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube, Spotify, and on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review the show. And please spread it to all of your friends. We really do appreciate the support you guys throw our way. All right. That's it for us here on this Football Friday. And we hope to catch you next time here on Across the Line.